Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym. I'm an erotic writer as well as the producer of the live stage show, Bedpost. Uh, here at the Bedpost Podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, we have burlesque dancer Ruby Magnitude. Magnitude, how are you? <laughs> That's the first time anyone's called me that. Tootie booty. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, thank you, Tootie. <laughs> thank you, you so much for coined coming. here today. <laughs> I'm, I coin a lot of things here on the podcast. <laughs> really dumb things, but there's a multitude. It's great. I love it. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. You look it's, lovely. Thank you. Oh, man. I feel I got my hair cut. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling it yet. Okay. So I still, like, when I see your, like, luxurious locks, oh, I'm, like, a little jealous. Yeah, I I used to have my, all through university, I had really, like, a short hair. And then I started growing it out. And once it was long, I was like, why? This is Why me. did like, I this ever is have me. it short? <laughs> I prefer, like, it's now it's part, it's like an accessory, you know, when I'm dancing. Like, yeah. it's like I touch my hair so much. And I have these photos of my hair, like. Yeah, hairography. Doing, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> anyway, so. you got, like, purple in there. It's gorgeous, yeah, really. Thank you. That was yeah. the, maybe the one reservation I had about cutting my hair. Because mm. I do dance with the bedpost show mm-hmm. our trio the three tits um and that was my one reservation mm-hmm. because i was like mm, but with dancing it's really nice to have the long hair to kind of play with but i think i can still do it's oh, long so enough you that i can it. no and it's i mean it looks great you know oh thanks yeah. yeah but like i think i could still curl it and get like a 50s look out of absolutely. it absolutely yeah oh right? you can do the finger waves you yeah, can do like, great 20s so. yeah yeah that's what i was thinking because i actually did yeah like i could do a flapper look like a little hair band across the forehead yeah. and we did it like a 60s themed dance mm. on our last show because it looks a little twiggy Enough about me and my hair. Uh, Talk about style, though. Well, how do you describe your persona, Ruby Magnitude? It's. it's, I think of it mainly as just a more amplified version of myself. Yeah. Um, So, and interesting, actually, my stage name when I started was not Ruby Magnitude. Um, It was Ruby Laframboise, um, which is my grandmother's maiden name is Laframboise. And I always thought that was so cool growing up. That's lovely sounding. It's so exotic. I mean, it's just like, it's a French-Canadian last name. (laughs) It's just just French. (laughs) Yeah. It's lovely. I was like, I always wanted to use that in in something, but I didn't know how. And then once I started doing burlesque, I was like, Like, oh, duh. No brainer. And I still, and I love it, but it just, as I started performing for a while and, like, finding, like, you know, my style and what type of burlesque I was more, you know, drawn towards, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel, it just didn't just feel like fit. me. Like, it felt too, like, it felt more like a classic name, like a very pretty name, which I yeah, like. it sounds all very of, soft and pretty, yeah. Which, I mean, I like all of that, but I found that was, that's not the type of, of style that really got me 
going um, mm-hmm. and that what I the it defined of, you as a performer yeah like what I wanted to what I wanted to create it just you know and when people would be like oh like at festivals or shows like oh what's your name and I'd be like oh Ruby and like well like Ruby what and it just didn't roll I find it didn't like roll off of the tongue and then I came up with Magnitude actually from watching Community. I don't know how, like, and there's the character named Magnitude. Yeah. And that just... That's so it, funny that that was where you got it from. And I can't remember the moment where that clicked, but I was like, I'd been thinking about for a while about changing my stage name, and then... And for whatever reason, that just, like, Magnitude. hit. And it just, yeah. It just, and it fits it, with or, Ruby. It, it, I like how it flows. I like how it looks written down. Yeah. And it just embodied more of the style that I wanted, which was just a more, like... Sounds more, like, bold. Yeah. Like, just more, like... Striking. Badass. And yeah, just, a little like, edgy. Yeah. More edgy, yes, thank you. That's yeah. the word, too. I yeah. just... Kind of this... More of what I was always too afraid to, uh, like, go into when I was in theater school. Like, I was always... I held myself back so much. I was... I mean, I was young. I was in my early <laughs> 20s. And I found I did everything. And I was criticized for this in school in like school. that I always went halfway oh. you know I, I never went full on even though inside I'm very full on <laughs> you know and but it didn't just uh you didn't communicate that or translate yeah. on the stage and I think it just took like you know just getting older and getting yep. more confident in myself to really start to want to let that crazy out a little embrace more. the magnitude um, yeah. of your potential that, there would be so many puns you could make right Um, but yeah so that's kind of where that um and I feel like it and once I that shifted to it like once I changed the name like I did I felt like you felt a change yeah and that's around the same time I started dancing at the Painted Lady as well um which all that all tied in really well um so okay go back a little bit so in theater school did you study dance in theater school no, I nope. um, just theater, and I, I went to theater. U of T. So I it, there was like a big academic component as well. So okay. I mean, we did a little bit of dance, but it was certainly like it was more like partner dancing, and hmm. we were like, okay, now we're going to study dance for eight weeks, and and that and was four it. years of study. You know, oh, it's yeah. Um, I mean, I've dabbled in different types of dance. Like I've taken ballet, I've taken salsa, I've yep. taken belly dancing. Like. I love all pretty much all forms all of types dance, of dance, but I've never been able like I've never really fully committed to learning one style. Because I um, went to school for music theater, okay. which maybe also explains why my form of dance. I'm not even going to go so far as to say burlesque. Like uh-huh. why my form of dance is always kind of inspired by music theater numbers and stuff like Wait, that. Oh my god, which I love. Because we fully, I, I fully went to school for music theater, so I did ballet, tap, jazz, and performance, uh-huh. which was like partnered and all types of different dance mm. each week for the full three years. That's... Which I loved. Oh my god. Loved, loved, loved. Like, if I, could, if I could go back in time, I certainly would have started training in dance when I was, at, like, very yeah. young. Because I, I mean, when I, yeah, I remember when I watched Chicago, like, I was just... Yeah, right. I goosebumps the entire time, and I was like, I must I want this. that. I must, like, I want to be able to dance like that. Um, so, luckily, actually, so through my troupe... Um, that we don't really perform together too much anymore. It's harder as we've all, like, you know, gotten older and right. got full-time jobs. What's the and, troupe called? Uh, Glamour Puss Burlesque. Right. So um, that's how I got into burlesque. My um, A former roommate of mine, who's now my best friend, yeah. um, she was starting a troupe. This was, like, way back in 2007. So yeah. we were all still in school, and 
her and I didn't know each other too well. Um, we are roommates through a mutual friend, and they were both kind of starting to do burlesque and wanting to get this troupe going, and... <laughs> Um, Alyssa asked me if I was interested. She's like, I know you like performing and I know you like dance and this is my vision. Do you want to be involved? So um, I was sort of, I was more like peripherally involved at first because school was very consuming. So I would be in a show like once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more, the more we performed together and the more I was just involved in the the scene in general, like I, the more I wanted to do it, to do it um, more. And then once I graduated from school, like I, I just started doing more solo stuff and just really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but performing with Glamour Plus was great because there ended up being like four, uh, four core members, and the other three girls are all trained in dance. Mm-hmm. So I, it was like getting free dance lessons. Yeah, I had to keep up with them. I had to learn this choreography. Yeah, which was great but also there were times where it was horrible like <laughs> we we did this one really epic dance and it was ba- all ballet inspired mm. and I had like many nights I'm just like just anxiety just like anxiety <laughs> and we're just like, crying you oh, know just, we're like the, my friend um, who was doing the like <laughs> the choreo um she'd be like okay hey put your feet and I was like I am she's like no, you're not. No, you're not. And I was like, well, I don't even know what you mean. Like, I don't understand. Turn out. And I was like, but like, no one has ever told me this. Like, yeah. I don't. So it was yeah. like having to learn all of this stuff that they just have in their bodies. Just overwhelming. Um, so now, so what did you do after you did Glamour Puss Burlesque? Mm-hmm. I know you said you still do it. Yeah. Very well, we did a show exciting. in the summer um, mm-hmm. with kind of like some of our numbers from over the years, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alyssa is now living in Japan, so I've, like it's kind of the troops like on a hiatus. Yeah. Um, so, but we still have these numbers we can like, you know, we could pull out and do if sure we, if, if you were booked for yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you, she's back, <laughs> yeah, when she's yeah. in the country. Yeah. Um, were you doing solo work that whole time while working with this troop? Yeah. How did you start doing solo work? Um, it started well as we we used to produce a lot of shows so okay. um the shows would be made up of like one or two group acts and then everyone doing a solo um mm. so that was That's a nice format that started yeah it was to showcase always, everyone yeah it was a great um a great way to like to develop material you know because we had we had themes usually so we were like working around you know um working around that so again but it was just like very casual like i would do like or two acts a year, you know. Mm-hmm. But then once I had more time, um, you know, and people were getting to know me a little bit better, mm-hmm. I, I started doing, you know, doing more stuff. So. so would people like see you do a group number and say, "Can I book you as a solo?" Or it was did you more have of to... my a little. I mean, it was all. It all. It feels like a long time ago. It was just <laughs> very organic. Like I, I think the more I did on my own and like put myself out there, then people were like, "Oh, you do you do stuff on your own?" Okay. Yeah. And then I started incorporating hula hooping into my right. My stuff, yes. Which so is, you're, that's your big thing. Yeah, hula hooping. Right. That's one of my yeah. I, I mean, I haven't done too as much with it lately. I'd mm-hmm. say in the past year, I've been focusing a little more on um, aerial training. Um, oh man! So yeah, very cool. Which is when you're like suspended and yeah. this type of thing. So doing right? yeah, silks is my my silks. primary apparatus. I've just started training on rope as well. Um, yeah, because it's really fun. I don't know. I I love coming up with choreo just to do like a straight up burlesque number but I find yeah. adding the apparatus in is just Always a really fun it, yeah. challenge like I'm like how can I it elevates the number yeah totally yeah. and it's just fun like because I don't have like I, I'm 
I move well, like I naturally, you know, but I don't have those dance that dance background, background where I can, yeah, be like I'm gonna do a, a Fosse number because I know all this. These I'm like I don't I can't right. do that. I'm gonna throw a triple pirouette in here, yeah. Totally, Not but when of. I have yeah working with hula hoop, it's like I have some tricks, but then I also just love the challenge of like how can I strip. While I wow. have this, you Ooh, know? <laughs> and then also likewise on on silks. I'm like, what are ways I can remove my costume while I'm doing this? And it so, just, where yeah. could you perform like a number on with silks? Like, because um, it requires. Yeah, it's limited. It's, it's limited. Limited. I did my first act um, outside of the studio I train at um, this past fall at a Game of Thrones show at Revival. Wow. So cool. Revival and, the, and Mod Club are the two, like, kind of downtown spaces that can do aerial rigging. Cool. Um, Lunacy Cabaret, um, the East End, Zero yep. Gravity Circus, they yep. also, yep. I mean, it's a circus venue. It's a circus, so, yeah. Um, that's another place, but yep. in terms of, yeah, more central locations, um, yeah, Revival and Mod Club, so. My friend um, has, does silks, he's mm-hmm. the guy, um, and he's done silks on Disney Cruise Lines cool. for the past, like, maybe eight years now I feel like and he did he plays Tarzan on on Disney Cruise Line so he is like silking it up up there like swinging on vines and like people are spinning him you know he's and he's it's very impressive he is very very muscly like he can climb up that thing like no problem and oh man it's so impressive yeah it's a really cool it's a really cool a uh, very cool medium yes like yeah yeah so you go to classes to, yes. to learn this. Yes. I imagine it's pretty intense training. It, it's in, Yeah, it's intense. It's expensive, too. Oh, yeah. So that's another reason why it's been a slow... I mean, it's a slower build. I can't... Like, with hula hooping, I was like... I took a couple classes, and I was like... You can do it anywhere. I was like, I can <laughs> I, I can pick this up. You pick it... You know, you can pick up the tricks really quickly, and you can practice it at So you home. did take classes. That's interesting, though. I did. For that. Yeah. Um, just to learn some of the tricks. I mean, now you can see so much stuff online, but right. I really liked the being, you know, in a group in of people, classroom. and like... Um, I'm a very hands-on learner. Sometimes learner. watching stuff on a screen, I'm like, Just, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does the back of them look yeah, like? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, with Ariel, it's a much, I mean, there's so much strength that has to be built. Yes. And again, you can only practice so much. Like, it's like, I just... Time-wise, financially, I just can't do it more than twice a week. Um, sure. Do you do, do it twice so a week? I do, yeah. Wow. So, I've been, you know, it was like a... When I started, it was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. I'm going to look far in the future as something that I could maybe Pull incorporate in. into performance. So it was pretty exciting to finally to finally do it. Still, I still have a long way to go, but um, yeah. It's, yeah, first it's a, one was in the fall. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So another thing that's so fantastic about burlesque, the costumes... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have, which are also talking about expensive, mm. can be super expensive. Do you have like a whole wardrobe full of these tasseled bras and corsets? I'm, or, yeah, I'm only right now trying to like build a bit of a wardrobe mm-hmm. because like we do a different costume for every number mm-hmm. really because we're kind of, we do a lot of character work nice. in our kind of musical theater type numbers. So we'll just like value village it. But just like recently I'm kind of doing like I did a solo number kind of recently you really I really excited me and I'm kind of wanting to invest a little more mm-hmm. time and money into 
doing more kind of as you were saying traditional burlesque yeah numbers like what so costumes like where do you get your costumes do you it's such a like a mishmash of yeah things yeah. i mean everyone's different there are many very gifted uh Designers. designers, but also some of the performers I know just are so amazing at making their own stuff. And I yeah. I look at them, like, posting photos of this stuff. They're like, whip this up overnight. And I'm like, what? Wow, like, yeah. You? It's not um, it's not a skill that I... Um, yeah, <laughs> you have. Possess, but So, I mean, there's people that do a lot. I mean, I still do stuff on my own. Um, yeah. But it's more, you know... The thing is, is like no one's like inspecting these up close, so no. it's like you just make make it sparkly, make it fringy. Yeah, you know, it's like as long as this shit stays on, then, <laughs> then you know. Because um, I was like wanting to get like some fans, like mm-hmm. some ostrich feather fans, yes. which are super expensive. Yes, and I'm kind of looking into how to make those. Oh wow, that's a well, like that's an endeavor. Like yes and no, you can do it. You can do it the hard way, or you can do it the easy way, mm-hmm. where like. I'm just going to go to Chinatown, I think, and mm-hmm. look look at some just big fans just mm-hmm. to get the boning of mm-hmm. the fan and then, you know, get some ostrich feathers and try to jerry-rig. I'm pretty good with arts and crafts. Oh, well, then that's, yeah. So hopefully... Try. Because they're expensive. Yeah, no, This we, shit's expensive. We have a group act with feather fans and yeah. it was... I can't remember what it cost when we ordered, like, the four sets <gasps> and had them sent over. I was like, it was, yeah, it was a lot. But they're so nice to have. I know. So I yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if I just get a couple kind of basic items, mm-hmm. basic props and costumes that you can use. You've been doing it, did you say, about eight years about total? Eight years, yeah. yeah. So have no. you built up, like, quite yeah. a wardrobe where yeah. you can, if you have a number, you've got something for it? Pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. That's nice. Or that's I can nice. kind of, like, alter something that is from an old act that I won't ever, yes. won't ever do again. Or... Um, yeah, repurpose, you know, reuse. Yeah. Repurpose. I mean, and online, like, I don't have a ton of corsets, but I've had some luck, like, with some different websites, you know, where they're, like, they're pretty decent. And I do, I work in lingerie, but I mm-hmm. try, I don't use a lot of the stuff I get from work for performing. Just, I mean, I, I use some of it, but it's really, it's expensive, and it, even though I know adding jewels to something in a way increases the value, there's something <laughs> really horrifying about holding this, like, $150 bra and like starting to put like the glue on. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it feels like. It feels so sacrilegious. Yeah, it, it does. It's, and I've, I've done it, but it it's difficult. Even this summer, I had an act where I wanted to make like tear, like I actually was one of tear away like panties and yeah. I had these high waisted panties and I. Um, to cut them and off. And I, I, I remember texting my friend from work and I was like, I just. I just cut my my queen pants. The name is like the they're the queen set. Anyway, queen I was like, panties. I just cut my my high waisted queen panties, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I'm and trying it, to make like, them And I like sewed uh, like uh, I sewed uh, Velcro, Velcro into yeah. it. So I mean, I can do it. It's just I don't know what I'm doing. I can, I can never sell it to anyone. Like if anyone yeah, looked right. at it, they'd yeah, be like, "Did it. a five year old sew this?" Yeah, you like know? I made a tearaway Beetlejuice costume, yeah. like for the Halloween mm-hmm. show. Like I did a Beetlejuice strip, and it was it looked awful up, up close. On stage, it looked great and bold, and That's like what it comes down with to, the big like know? black and white stripes. But yeah. oh my god, if you looked at that close yeah. up, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, ma'am. Yeah. Do you have a favorite outfit, like? Lately, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? I don't know. I mean, I really like the costume that I did. Um, it's actually one of my favorite acts I ever did was for the burlesque festival last summer. Yep. 
and it was to the uh, Gogo Bordello song, Start Wearing Purple. So my yes. costume was all purple. That's where I got the purple. Like, I first got the purple string just for that routine. Nice. Um, and that was the one I made. I did the panties for, and I had this purple corset. And it was just, like, everything. I love purple. All purple. It was all purple. And I had my um, I hula hooped. And then at the end, I, incorpor- I had feather fans. Oh, yeah. And then the finale of the act is I'm hula hooping and using my feather fans at the same time. How? Um, How? How? Well, you can. See, there is a video. April fifteenth. Oh no, I'm not doing that act. That's well, I mean, I, I mean, I could. I'm not. I could. I'm not pressured. We'll talk you. about it. We'll, we'll talk. talk about it on the break. Okay, so we're at about half time. And we're going to take a very quick break, um, but I actually have something special for this break. I've very recently put together a soundscape, like an erotic audio story, mm, um, cool. which I debuted at the last show, uh, but I also just wanted to get it uh, out on the airwaves and get it recorded for everybody so they could listen to it. It was kind of a 60s themed show, as I said before. <laughs> so this is a soundscape called Key Party. And we'll be back momentarily with Ruby Magnitude. In the silence of our 57 Chevy, my husband and I give one last parting kiss. In preparation for the party, we intertwine arms, much like the champagne ritual on our wedding day, and place a small white pill on our tongues. We savor the smell of the Chevy's leather interior until the tablet dissolves completely, staring softly into each other's eyes, but already feeling the pull of the high the party, but most importantly, what happens afterwards. My husband lets the keys to the Chevy dangle from a finger as we approach the front step of the large house, letting our motives here tonight resonate down the empty street. I watch the keys glinting playfully in the moonlight, as if winking to me in confidence. When the front door of the house opens, the party erupts in rosy-colored light, but my focus remains on the keys to our 57 Chevy, hanging perilously from my husband's left index finger. They hover ever so slightly above the glass bowl by the door, the bowl already housing 10 or 20 keys tonight, of varied shapes and sizes, with different keychains made from either plastic or leather or glass, earned from trips around the globe, some even from honeymoons. The key to our 57 Chevy kisses the metal of the mound, dancing along the shiny, sharp terrain as my husband scans the room. But only when my husband finally drops them onto the pile can my attention wander. 
I take in the room and its rosy glow, already appearing hazy with the smoke of cigarettes. The women wear high boots and high hair to match, with dark liner and lashes. The room is thick with their perfume, and I picture their sweat mixed in the air as well. Moaning, grunting, fleshy thighs, slapping, hands pawing the patch of hair at my husband's chest, his mustache tickling another woman's neck, the hand awning his wedding band fondling another woman's breast. And just when I'm about to think that it's too much for me to take. This is our 57 Chevy. My keys get pulled from the glass bowl. I think the pills are beginning to kick in. Everybody, we're here with Ruby Magnitude. Sex. Yeah. Are you having it? What's happening? <laughs> Have, yeah. Are um, you are you in a relationship? No. no, you're a single lady? This is the longest I've been single really? in like eight, eight years. Um yeah. I I'm not a s I wouldn't say I'm a serial monogamous. Definitely oh. not. I was one of those teenagers that like didn't, I didn't come into my own until I was, I don't know, like 26. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely was a, you know, I, I wasn't confident. I didn't, you know, I, I had lots of crushes, but I didn't really see myself as them. someone desirable. You know, I didn't think I was attractive, so I didn't really, really? you know. So I didn't really go, I didn't really go on dates. very many guys, and I didn't, like, go later. on dates. So I've only been in really, like, three serious relationships. Yeah. Um, one of them was a marriage, in fact. Um, really? So I didn't serious. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I kind of went from the marriage to a relationship that was never, like, a real relate it's like was a very modern relationship and this i resonate (laughs) with like every single article that jess bolio posts where i'm like why didn't you post this when i was dating my ex i would have said i still just want to send everyone to him yeah it was like the thing where i'm like we are monogamous (laughs) we have been seeing each other intimately for over a year why do you still introduce me as your friend and why do i that yes because of your issues i just accept it because you know it'll be okay eventually it wasn't okay and it eventually. wasn't no and um, i'm sure it rarely is no so jess bullyu she's uh oh, pronounced her to. name wrong i'm sorry jess. oh no you um, know what i don't <laughs> jess is funny because she actually pronounces her own last name two different ways oh like she's sp- she pronounces it a more anglo way because oh. it's easier for people, mm. but it's actually a little more French sounding. It's actually it actually is bullyu, but, oh, but okay. she tells people it's pronounced bullyu. Well, I didn't say for either people. Of those. You didn't say either. <laughs> <laughs> those, unfortunately, no. But um, Jess is a is a beloved performer of bedpost, and she's a great writer. Oh, oh man. but no, like seriously, great feminist stuff. writer. Yeah, like it just. 
just resonates. So, so resonant. So, anyway, so that ended, um, that was like 18 months of just like amazingness contrasted with complete and utter anxiety and stress. Um, but, you know, it was, I was two months out of leaving my husband and I just, I was, didn't, you know, we didn't get together because I didn't want to be alone. Like, that wasn't it. It just, it just sort of happened just happened organically, and stayed happening. Which is kind of how all of my months. things happen. Like, I always just meet people. Like, I don't, I don't online date. I don't, no. like, no, I'm not, I'm not against it, but I just, <laughs> it's never just enough of a priority for, of, for me um, to be like, I'm going to sit down and make this profile. Like, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't have time. Is but that because I, do people approach you a lot, do you find? Do you get approached a lot? Because you are out and about in a lot with performing and stuff. I am, yeah. I mean, I find I don't often go for the people that approach me, except for that guy. Except for that one guy, yeah. Who I was like, wow, this is great. Maybe I will do this more often. Turns out he was just a fuckboy, so, you know. Which I hadn't really experienced that much. And I was like, oh, this is what a fuckboy is. (laughs) I get it. Still better than the soft boy, which um, we won't even get into that. Another, uh, I don't know if it was originally Jess posting that article. Mm-hmm. I think it was her originally I saw, but it like described a guy that I dated and then also my most recent like long term ex. Yeah. So I was like, this term is soft boy. So what? What? Just briefly tell oh, me. God, it's uh, <laughs> just <laughs> summation. <laughs> it's so many things. Uh, it's basically like the guy who, like, he knows he's fucked up, you know, but oh. he just, like, what is it? Like, he knows he has feelings, and he wants you to know that he's really okay with that, you know? And then it's like, he <laughs> so doesn't text you, you know? It's like, he doesn't text you back. He feels shame. And so it's kind of damaged. damaged. Yeah. Okay, brooding damaged. Yeah. Sensitive. Oh, yeah, the, actually, the phrase that I loved is, like, sensitive yet amusingly crass. Um, <laughs> just, like, so many things where I was, like, So, like, yeah. Graham, basically. <laughs> Graham is a dark. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Burn, oh, no. Baby. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Graham. He's a good friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, I know. S- s- same. Good friend of the both of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, possible, that... possible soft boy <laughs> said with all of the love. All of the love. <laughs> That's actually how I met you through Graham. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Graham so. is the one that does the uh, storytelling, press gang storytelling evenings. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, I was just talking with Ruby. She's doing a storytelling night in May. Yeah. May, you said, yeah. Yeah. And so the theme is changes. changes. So, of course, yeah, when he said that, I was like immediately like, well, so I've known all these changes. I'm single for the first time, you know, but it's right. like all this heavy stuff. So. And he's got, and he's it, told you to make it funny and light. Kind well, of. he said we have a few. Slots already that are going to be a little heavier, so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about ways to find the comedy in the in the darkness. Brevity um, with brevity, I believe he says. Yeah, which I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I haven't had any like super funny sexual experiences, but uh-huh. I'm like, maybe there's something in there. You yeah, know? there's stuff in there's, there. There's, you know, I'm like, I'll focus on that. You know, the the sex adventure part of yeah. being single, as opposed yeah. to the sad, so, so what, lonely. <laughs> the depressing part. Of self-discovery, you know. So what comes to mind when he said that to you? Actually, there is a, there is a funny, funny one. Yes. Um, it, um, that my friends um, and I have fondly dubbed the Christmas orgy of 2015. <laughs> um, I love this already. Yeah. Go on. Um, which started with a game of Truth or Dare Jenga. Ooh. Um, which... I highly recommend to anyone, um, you want to liven up any party, you just... Pull out that Jenga. Um, which was, like, slightly 
hor- not horrifying. I, mean, I don't know if they're right. It felt a bit sacrilegious because <laughs> it was close to Christmas and Jenga is like a big... Actually, this is kind of funny. This could be a funny story. It's not a really about changes, it. but... Um, well, so you have a Jenga and then you can go online and look up all of the different truth or dares. So then you just write on all the blocks like oh. T number 16, D number 20, and then you look at the and corresponding... Um, yeah, so... You know, and then, so what kind of stuff? What kind of stuff were the well the dares the were dares like yeah like make out with the person sitting to your left, yeah. um, simulate your favorite sex position with the person sitting across from you, yeah. And then the dares would be things like you know yeah like what's the the craziest place you've ever had sex right. or who do you want to have sex with in, in this, this room? room? Yeah, which my friend which was sitting funny. on the sidelines for the whole thing. Like she was like I'm not participating, and <laughs> she just sat there and then. She decided when she was drunk enough to jump in. She wanted to participate and then, like, in that one. Threw down. That to me is her first move. It was like choose your own your own truth. And she's like, Chantal, who do you want to fuck the most here? And I was like, Really, Kate? Like, really? Oops, sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. No one knows her. Um, <laughs> she's still anonymous. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and I, oh, and if you don't answer, you can decline to answer. But what do you have to do? You have to drink or chug. And I was, I'm from a really small town, so I have this very kind of, um, like, a side that comes out of me, which is, like, aggressive, competitive drinking, which, (laughs) I mean, isn't only a small town thing, but I feel very close to my roots when that comes out, you know? Because, like, again, a couple of my friends had never seen me like that, and they were like, what is happening? What is happening with you? So my, like, you know, taking a drink was like me holding a bottle of Jameson and being like let's see how much of this I can drink oh, anyway lord so yeah so the night it just became like so just the crazy deconstructed light. from there just yeah like I probably made out with like everyone like pretty much everyone <laughs> who was there like it just like I was like slapped someone in the face like my friend's <laughs> boyfriend in the face like and you know other um like Another friend that like anyway it was it just became it was it was crazy <laughs> just um, but one end. of those things where I was like I need the, this has been my kind of save like my moments like this where I go back to when I feel like because I st- even though it's been nine months I least I still miss my ex like that was you yeah, know yeah yeah, it yeah. Was, and that relationship ending wasn't what I wanted I still like go back to being like oh I'm, but then I remember getting into bed with my friend like drunkenly because I was crashing at her house. <laughs> Like, us stumbling up to her room at, like, 7 in the morning and, like, high-fiving each other because <laughs> this guy had just, like, gone down on both of us and, like, was, like, going between us and then, like, be, like, going down on one of us, finger-banging the other. Like, it was just, like, it was, again, and we were just so drunk. and like just and Christmas he, orgy. And he was, like... He was, and he just kept his pants on the whole time too. Like it was oh, just one of those. He was like, "I just want to service you both." And we're like, <laughs> "Done." So we literally like, yeah, we went, we went to her bed, we looked at each other, and we high fived. And I was like, "This is, you know, all the heartbreak Single that down. in the world." I was like, "It was worth it for that that high for that moment." That <laughs> you and your friend high five, and like multiple people got strep throat. <laughs> I was, we figured out I was probably patient zero. <laughs> 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 oh, 
yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. So, I can't believe I just told that story on a podcast, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I'm not shy about it at all. It's just more that I'm like, I gotta make sure I tell my mom not... My mom is, like, my number one fan. Like, she... Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. My mom is my number one fan as well. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she likes, like, everything I post on Facebook, like, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, 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 if yeah. I post a link to this, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, mom, do not listen, listen to this to it. under any circumstance. I mean, and my mom actually knows... she did she did the podcast really yeah 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 that's she amazing. did an episode which is just balling yeah <laughs> I'd say great. yeah like I tell my my mom pretty much knows like everything about me like and I talk to her about guys just like not about sex you know sure. like I'll be like oh but like I I was seeing like I went out on a few dates with a, a married guy who in an open relationship Ooh. and I told her about it I told her about it because I was like. <sighs> I feel like she's going to find out. Like, she's a detective. There's, oh, like, yeah. a photo of us together, and he has his arm around me, and you can, like, see his wedding ring. And I'm like, she's going to see that. Like, yeah. she's going to ask me. And I was just like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, if people, like, my parents are pretty have an open. open communication. But then, of course, like, then I got to see the, like, the downside of being that open is just she was just so worried about me. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know how romantic you are, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm worried, like, that you, you know, what if you get feelings for him? And yeah. I know he's in an open marriage, but he's still married. And I was like, totally. And I was like, I also know I'm like, this is new tier. Like, you don't hear about this stuff. They live in a town of 3,000 people, you know? So right. I was like, also remember, like, this is something that I, I'm around all the time. Like, one of my best friends is in an, you know, an open yeah. partnership. Or in like, Toronto. Like, there's all types of different absolutely. relationships. So it was like having to sit and, or not sit, we were, it was over the phone. But just to be like, you know, it's okay. I know why you're worried. But yeah. like, I got this. I know where we stand. That was actually the amazing thing about it. Yeah. Is knowing where you stand right from the start, you know? I'm like... Yeah. That's a great thing about, like, non-traditional relationships is that mm. it does force you to have that conversation right away because mm-hmm. in, like, normal mm-hmm. uh, monogamous relationships, like, you just kind of assume monogamy after, say, three, four dates. Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of all assumed. And same thing with, uh, like, a lot of heteronormative sex. You j- it's all just assumed that when we're going home together, we mean penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas when you have a non-traditional relationship, it really forces you right off the bat because I'm sure you with that with him mm-hmm. and maybe even with the wife I don't know how no, involved she was, was yeah not at but all right away he's case, yeah. he's laying the rules oh and he did the ground right, rules totally, right right away so it was which is gives you so much peace of mind you know to know what it's about and then you have the choice to yeah uh, either be like okay this sounds like it's for me or no I need something a little more emotionally committed or what have you or, yeah. You know, and you have that choice. Because I feel like there's a lot of fear in hetero relationships, beginnings of hetero relationships. Oh, my God. Because you don't want to say exactly what you want because then you don't want that person to say that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. And and then it... Totally. So you just kind of like pretend to want the same things and just assume and don't don't say a lot. And yeah. That was totally with my my most recent ex. That was how things got started, and then blah, I'm not even going to get into that. But it, it just wasn't a good. You no, know? like a lot of resentment develops, and lack of communication is always and by, shit for a relationship. And yeah, and then by the time the other person's like, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious, and like you're already invested. Yeah, I've been seeing you twice a week for four months. Like, you, yeah. you know, yeah, I can't really like pump the brakes too hard at this point. Yeah, you know? but yeah, so this was cool because I am someone who get like I get ink, I get. I anxious, do. I you know, where I'm like, oh my god, I need like, to know. did I say? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty like again, I'm a full on person. I'm passionate. Yeah. I'm if I'm into someone, I'm I'm into them, you know. And I, 
um, especially if we're sleeping together, you know, I get, um, like, I I'm, I can do casual sex. I can't. But it depends. <laughs> I'm not, I can't for an extended period of time. I'm kind of experimenting that w- with a friend yeah. right now, and yeah. I feel like the one way it can work um, and this is his shout out. We, we actually slept together last night and he was like, are you to talk about me on the podcast? So maybe, I feel like I should at least. Yeah. I was like, I'll at least be like, okay. Referencing. Um, but yeah, I was like, this is one situation where I think maybe it could work where we've mm-hmm. been friends for a, like three and a half years. Okay. And, um, you know, it's funny because actually, like, I wanted to sleep with him. I was still married when we met, and, yeah. you know, and so now that's another thing where I'm like, yay, being single, because yeah. it was like, after three years, I was like, oh my god, it's fun. I can. I can if I want to. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was cool, and, like, I was, you know. Because like, yours was not an open marriage, I can only assume. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But I got started to think, like, at times, I was like, maybe, maybe that's what our marriage needs, mm. you know? Then I realized after I was like, no, I don't think I, I don't think in a in a partnership, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm someone who would be poly or could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I think the the re, the fact that I thought that's what I wanted when I was with him yeah. just spoke to the fact that I didn't want to be with him. I'm yeah, like, yeah, have sex with whoever you want. I don't care. I was like, yeah, because that doesn't mean I'm into you. You know, like that's yeah. that's not a na- a place. The motives where I weren't positive motives exactly like and i know some people can and i'm like i love like for people that can go there i'm like that's amazing and i like i wish i could reach that point maybe i could someday i can't say at this point mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm not in a relationship so Mm -hmm. it's tough to say in marriages like you know on one hand it's like making it open won't fix it probably (laughs) but on the other hand um you know coming to some like mutually beneficial agreement like that can really bring people closer together in a, in a lot of instances Absolutely. and can keep a marriage together yeah, in a lot of instances. In some, yeah. You know? Like, certainly with us, I think it was just like we weren't met. Like, we got together pretty young, you yeah. know, and it just, there were many other things that, like, that weren't great. Yeah. There was, like, some, like, emotional abuse there that just, you know, and oh, just, like, then, stuff, yeah. you know, it just was, you know, things kind of were going off the rails. But, right. um, but that was, uh, that was kind of the fir- what first warning signs when I was, like, w- really wanting to, like, sleep with other people and, like, yeah. you know, bring that up. And, like, even to the point where I, like, would bring that up with him. You're like, what do you think about, about yeah. this, you know? But, um... Yeah, like, if there's some sort of... I, I guess it's kind of more catered towards if there's some sort of sexual incompatibility that's mm, realized in the marriage absolutely. or a sexual yeah, dysfunction yeah. of some kind that you have to work around so that it's kind of a mismatched or unhealthy sex life where one partner's not Mm. being completely satisfied or they're just they just have different different tastes say completely or or something like that where you know an agreement can really save can have them stay Um, together but because they can get what they need elsewhere they Mm. have the permission to do that you know and there's a thousand different arrangements of discretion and you know how much each other know about these affairs and like yeah. but yeah and it was cool to be on the other side of that like you know I'm like I don't know if that's yeah, me yeah, in, a par- right. in a primary partnership for myself but it's it's cool to be Being on the, the secondary other side of it, you know yeah. well and then also like it does to kind of come back to that alleviate that anxiety of like I'm like oh like why didn't he text me like that and I'm like he's with his wife yeah I was like he's with his wife and literally <laughs> and I thought that I might have a harder time with that but I actually didn't I was yeah. like 
that's so much easier to deal with than you just are avoiding me because you... Don't like me, maybe? Yeah, yeah, or, you know, you thought that was, like, too romantic when I texted you or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I was like, oh, yeah, you're married, it's fine, I'll just carry on and go have sex with someone else you yeah know? Like, yeah until i see you again whatever yeah so yeah so that's been it's been cool um yeah it can work for you know if you're in that headspace then yeah. that's probably a perfect thing to be yeah. it can be a perfect thing to be a secondary or tertiary yeah. partner a lot of people don't have the lifestyle or the time or the interest to yeah. be a primary partner to somebody yeah. so that can work out for nice people too and that's what i'm kind of and that's what i'm trying right now i've never been great at like really valuing my own time over like as soon as I get wrapped up in a relationship it's I'm all like, about it's them all about that so that's kind of what the past you know the past few months have been to be like I want to be you know happy enough on my own that mm-hmm. someone needs to bring something better to the table you know I've settled for so much garbage in the past you yeah. know and um so that you know and it's a tough it's a tough thing to learn and to just be be okay with, especially if you haven't been alone for more than like a month or two. Yeah, in a long in an extended period of time. So, but yeah, it's been it's been cool and like again, it opens up all these different avenues of yeah. like, you know, can I do something more casual or is that just something that will never work for me? You know, yeah. and trying yeah, try it, ways, try it know? first. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Okay, okay. We're, we're wrapping it up right all now. Right. But what I want to do is just a quick fire round. Oh, okay. If you're game, yes. Oh my uh, god, yes. All right. What uh, is your favorite position? You know what? It's going to sound boring, but I just really, I love some good old-fashioned missionary. A lot just of people like, do. It's nice. It's face-to-face. Face, I love a face-to-face. I love my wrist down. Like, just, you know, yeah. like. Someone's on top. There's a bit of a power dynamic happening. Yeah. It's got a lot it can of be, stuff yeah, in that like, position. Yeah. What's your favorite type of sex that isn't, like, normal um, P&V sex? Okay. I have to say, based on my experiences in the past few months, I wouldn't have said this before, but yeah, receiving oral. I mean, I love giving oral just in general. Love. Sure. Yeah. But I never used to be a fan of, yeah. of receiving. Yeah. Eh? And people were like, oh, it's just because whoever's doing it isn't doing it Wasn't right. good enough. And I was like, I don't know. But I was like, no, they were right. Yeah, you feel that way now. Right? I've been on a string of like men who just love giving oral nice. and, are, and I'm just like this Isn't is a great? whole it's Isn't great. great so that's just it's really been a real turnaround and I had a dream the other oh. night of somebody going down on me and it was so hot <laughs> and I was yeah. like oh yeah yeah. Cunnilingus. We should do that. <laughs> no, and yeah, it's like, cause I, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really hot. It just, like, reminded me. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And like I said, I was like, wow, I I was really missing out. And, yeah. like, kudos to all these men out there who love it and who know and who know what they're doing. Yeah. It's yeah. not rocket science. Like, no. It's just about paying attention. Yeah, watching and listening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, and just like this idea of like a more, like just wanting, it's about you. It's about you. Like that's. Wanting to please. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, like my friend last night, he's like, I just love servicing you. Ooh, I was like, who says that? That is who hot. Who says that? That's hot. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. Yeah. So yeah. What's your favorite uh, prop or toy to use? I'm not, I'm not big into not that. Not a big toy And user. it's not because I'm opposed to it. It's mm-hmm. just not having been with people who, you who know. use them? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really on my own. I mean, I feel like Yeah, I, I was going to say, so I guess a follow-up question. So what do you use on your own? What do you do? How do you masturbate? Just 
Just hand? Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. hand it. Just good old, like, Good old handy. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> hand stimulation. I mean, I'm, I mean, we're all good at getting ourselves off. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, but I'm always like, could it be better? I'm sure. Could, could it be it, better? It could always be better, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, there's always, there's could things be better, I'm, could be worse. I'm, <laughs> true in any anything just anything in general yeah do you want or like do you partake in pornography or literature or uh, erotic comics oh I love erotic comics I don't I I don't have any but I've always been I look um, online like I don't actually have a hard copy of like some comics but but yeah no I definitely um I I'm I don't really seek out porn. I, yeah. I do I do like it, but then sometimes I hate it. You know, I'll be like... Yeah, yeah, I get on know. a kick where I'm like, blech, that's gross. Yeah, yeah and I feel like I just want to see something, like, so, you know, so specific. Like, I just, like, the close-ups, I'm like, I don't want, like, I don't show want me the that. whole... Like, just pan out. I want to see the whole... Yeah. And that's why... Frame this a little better. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I know what a penis looks like going like this. Like, I don't need to see it, like, it, like you know, super the close. size of my screen. I don't, like, so, um, you know, like, what else is going on? Yeah, you know? yeah, what else is going on in the yeah. room? But no, I definitely, I, I haven't really sought it out in a while, but I definitely, I mean, literature, I haven't really read a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I do love the idea of that. Yeah. Um, it's just not something I've really put an effort into finding but right. um for me with literature I like I like to read it to kind of get in the mood mm. I don't necessarily read it to get off that would but be I read it to like I, mean, I, I kind of use it to yeah. like just to arouse me mm. and to get my brain kind of in the mindset you know in like a sexy or fantastical mindset you know yeah speaking of what is uh like one of your favorite fantasies that you like to think of oh oh my god <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's the first thing you thought of? I don't know. I mean, I still think I want... Um, I've never had, like, a proper threesome. You know, I'd say a that... Proper, a pro- proper threesome? <laughs> yeah, but what does that even mean? <laughs> I guess I'd say the, um, the the Christmas orgy would have been the, the closest. The closest. The closest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Christmas orgy. But I don't... Yeah, I don't have, like, a fantasy that I go to. I'm like, a go-to no, fantasy, I'm no. for this, you know? But um, that's certainly, I, I guess, you know, something but, on, like, the on the bucket list. Yeah, threesomes know? up there. Totally. So, like... Yeah. Two guy threesome, uh, or, or maybe girl more. guy? Yeah, Probably yeah, girl I guy. think so. I think so. I haven't done a lot of, of stuff with women, um, but it's certainly something like that interests you. Absolutely, yep. yeah, absolutely. You're open to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like again, enough that I'm like, yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I'm into it. I don't. I wouldn't go as far to be like, oh, like am I bisexual? I'm not sure, but right. it's it's something that the I'm curiosity like, is game, there. I'm, Totally, yeah. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> Ruby, uh, can you please tell our listeners today where they can find you? Do you have an online presence? Um, I dance at the Painted Lady every mm-hmm. Saturday night, mm-hmm. so that's a place you can count on finding me. Yeah. Um, I do have an online presence: um, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Uh, what's your name on like Instagram? Ruby Magnitude. Ruby is Magnitude. All my, yeah, most of my online stuff is is through my stage name. Is so. under Ruby Magnitude. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Well, Ruby, uh, thank you so much for coming in. Another place you can find Ruby is April fifteenth at yes. the Best Post Show yeah. at the Social Capital. So yeah, come say hi to me there. Come that's, and say hi. There Let's put it that way. And yeah, you're just a lovely person. I'm oh, so gl- glad to have met you, and I can't wait to see you perform at um, the Bed Post Show. I feel like I'm blush. I don't blush easily, but I feel like I'm very you're blushing l- a lot. Right you're, now. you're. It's an attractive glow. Oh. You don't need the blush today. Sorry.
Well, I'm Erin Pym, everybody, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. To find more about the Bedpost Stage Show, please go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bedposterotica. I have a personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories. That's at erinserotica.com. And lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.